Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of quick texts we got on our text line, which is my favorite place to get them, which is 415-295-KFTC. Um... Uh, one of the texts was long and wordy, and then they texted back and said, uh, the one word was blah, 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 not blah, blah, blah. It was voice texting. I really think there needs to be a different font or color of print or something to indicate <laughs> when you're voice texting. And then we all get a pass for the fact that we're voice texting and, you know, didn't go back and fix all the problems. Right. Because- sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. I, I always try because I, I just I'm enough of a grammar national socialist. I hate to have my words contain, you know, nonsense. But if you're voice texting, it shouldn't count. It should be a different thing. I think. Well, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I would be off the hook. I wouldn't have to be ashamed of using the wrong form of there, for instance. Exactly. And we got a text from somebody who said, who got, I said, I got into the stock market yesterday. My motto is to buy low and sell high. Wish me luck. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now's a pretty good time, actually, if you got extra money laying around. Probably, although you never know. Oh, speaking <clears throat> of the stock market, this is good. You're going to like this. Warren Buffett said that there's one key choice in life. That separates the doers from the dreamers. Oh, boy. You got my attention. Oh, I'm telling you. We'll hit that probably hour two, I guess. Being part of the coffee generation, does that help? 
Drink lots and lots of coffee. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, I crushed my coffee today. Holy God, I don't know why. Nice job. Um, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> so, uh, so President Biden said this yesterday during one of his speeches around the whole price of gas. And it's uh, all your politicians know that the number one issue in America is inflation and particularly gas. So they're all having to act like they're trying to do something about it. And Joe Biden said this. My message is simple to the companies running gas stations and setting those prices at the pump. This is a time of war, global peril, Ukraine. These are not normal times. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you are paying for the product. Do it now. Do it today. Your customers, the American people, they need relief now. So there's a fair amount of reaction to the president saying that around your uh, your social media um, from uh, doers and thinkers that Warren Buffett would probably be proud of. And I'll go with some of Tim Sandifer's um, uh, commentary on it from yesterday. Jeez, does he think these companies just make up prices like they just get the gas for free and charge whatever they feel like? This is science denial, pure and simple. It is economic ignorance on such a revolting level that it can't actually be ignorance. It's sheer demagoguery. See, Exxon just has free gas lying around and puts it in tanks and then just makes up a number and sticks it on the sign if it wanted to. It could change the number, but it just doesn't because they're evil. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, getting a little more um, complicated about the, uh, the conversation rather than, uh, you know, that sort of talk. Uh, I don't know who, other than the freaking president of the United States, needs to hear this, but prices are information signals. They are a way of tracing how resources are used or could be used. They're a way of calculating trade-offs. Exxon gets gas from people who charge them for it. If Exxon can't pay off that cost, it can't get the gas to give us. Exxon's suppliers, in turn, have their own bills to pay. If Exxon doesn't pay them, they have to pay those bills in some other way, say by fishing, and then we don't get the gas. Prices aren't just randomly set by evil, greedy corporations at will. They have to get their costs back and pay their bills, and that means they have to set them high enough to recoup their costs and low enough that people don't shop elsewhere. They aren't just making the prices up. That means they can't just snap their fingers and make gas cheap. If they could do that, we'd all be living in Candyland Utopia. <laughs> Instead, they gots to get paid. Obviously, right. if you if you charge too much, your competitor will say, well, we're not going to charge that much, and then get all the business. You'd be out of business. If you, charge too, if you charge too low, you can't pay all the suppliers that Tim was just talking about. That Surely you learned that somewhere along the line. And so the question to me is really more, does President Biden not know that? Does he actually think they're just randomly setting the prices? Or is he just demagoguing in the worst way to the dumbest people? Yes, precisely. Number one, before I forget, every child in America, every young person in America should be required to take a business math class. A class about inputs and outputs, costs and and, and insurance and just business mathematics so they understand how business works. Because that's how we feed ourselves. The, The average American knows so little about how the world feeds itself, which is a crazy thing. Secondly, to your point, I was just going to say, they've lost everybody but the stupid. And so they're trying to solidify the stupid vote. It's it's a rarely discussed voting block. I think, that's, that's all that's left, I guess. I think the best question, if you're going to be a journalist and ask a question, is why was gas so cheap two years ago? They just didn't feel like making $6 a gallon? 
They thought that'd be too much money or what? I mean, well, that was before Putin's price hike and Putin's tax hike. Well, that's a different argument. Yeah. So he's he's doing a little bit of throwing everything at the wall to see what will stick. It's Putin. It's the evil oil companies. Right. It's Um, greed. Corporate greed. That's just such a weird thing for a president to say. Yeah, yeah, it is. And now is not the time with inflation and war. Now's not the time. You need to lower your price. What? (laughs) Man. Uh, What was I going to say? It seemed interesting at the time. It'll pop it back into my head at some point. That's that's I find that fascinating. Oh, yeah. It, it is the worst sort of demagoguery. Oh, now I, I knew it. Uh, there it is. Back in the, the, the filed under New York Times. There it is. Uh, the New York Times actually reported several weeks ago, and we brought it to you, that um, that within the Biden administration, there were most of the, the cabinet was saying, we can't say it's greedy companies raising prices. That's just patently false and silly. And the decision was made, at least temporarily, all right, we're not going to bark up that tree because it's just too dumb. And again, this is the New York Times reporting this, but evidently they decided they got nothing but that. So they're going with that. Yeah, we uh, we probably should play this. Um uh, you know what? We'll give you the long version since we're on this topic. As Jerome Powell kind of went against his boss's narrative yesterday, that's the guy that runs the Fed, when he was being questioned about why inflation is so high, how much of it is Putin. Let's go with cl- cut 35 there, Michael. In front of a screen playing images of war coverage in Ukraine, President Biden again blamed high prices on Vladimir Putin. So for all those Republicans in Congress criticizing me today for high gas prices in America, are you now saying we were wrong to support Ukraine? Are you saying we were wrong to stand up to Putin? But the Federal Reserve chairman doesn't agree. Would you say that the war in Ukraine is the primary driver of inflation in America? No, inflation was high before, certainly before the uh, war in Ukraine broke out. And Team Biden doesn't have a direct response to that. How do you swear that? Is he wrong? I, I didn't hear what he said on that, but I think most people acknowledge that the price of fuel is a big driver of inflation. And in fact, they've put large percentages on it. Yeah, okay, well, there's a non-answer from Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary. Is that what she Yeah, is? yeah, exactly. Boy, was that a cavalcade of ridiculousness. But your own Fed chair said, no, we had high inflation before, which everybody knows. Right. That, that, that line is not working. Well, and, and the point's been made as well in terms of uh, gas. Not only are they not blameless, they are to blame substantially because all of the companies that would be building refineries or expanding refineries or building pipelines or whatever to get more energy into the market to lower the prices have been told in no uncertain terms that there being two political parties in this country, one of them has made it infinitely clear, if you invest any money in any facet of oil production, it will be wasted. Because the minute we get power, we will say, yank a permit for a pipeline that's been approved over and over and over again, and the billions of dollars you spent on that are going to be wasted, and there's nothing you can do about it. You don't think that's had an effect on the oil industry? Come on. So I went to bed last night reading a number of pieces leading me to believe that the gas tax holiday would happen, but I woke up this morning with reading articles saying there's not the votes, Republicans or Democrats, to make it happen because a lot of people think it's silly, as Barack Obama did years ago. We did that story yesterday. Um, 
Uh, I saw the math done on uh, MSNBC, I think they were doing the math, and coming out to be somewhere between 4 to $5 a month that would save the average family. You know, that's, uh, that's not much no matter who you are. Because yeah. fi- first of all, four dollars today was you know two seventy five a couple of years ago. That's how much inflation is. So and I just I just don't think that's it's a gimmick. And and why and why? And that, but then I heard an argument, and I hate this sort of argument. Is and the other part of it is it just encourages people to drive more. And with climate change, we don't want to do that. Eh, quit saying crap like that. I hate when you say stuff like that. Well, and folks who are generally on my side of these discussions are saying, well, lowering the price will actually uh, cause a rise in demand. Um, right. And, and technically, they're correct. Although, you can't simultaneously make the argument that this, well, it's such a small bre- break in the price, it doesn't matter. And simultaneously, you say, well, that break in the price will uh, up demand. It's, it's just, it's, it's inconsequential. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. True depression. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So uh, anybody who grew up in the Midwest in the 1970s probably listened to WLS uh, AM, Radio Out of Chicago. And uh, the, the morning guy there, Larry Lujak, used to do a bit every so often called Animal Stories. With the midday guy, his name was Tommy Edwards, and uh, it was hilarious. It was not particularly original, but they were very, very good at it. Um, and uh, and so here, uh, here we will unleash upon you some Armstrong and Getty animal stories. Uh, but uh, after that, something impactful and ripped from today's headlines. But first, ladies and gentlemen, a raccoon chasing a woman and her dog into her house. He noticed something in the tree, so he stopped, looked up in the tree. The raccoon just raced out of the tree and charged towards us. So at that moment, that's when I started running, trying to get in the house as soon as possible. I was basically in like a panic mode. So at that point, I got a mop and I kind of scared it off with the mop. And then it hid in the blind. And it took them a little minute to come. But once they came, they got him and it was over at that point. How is there a recording of her screeching in horror? Good question. Door cam or security system or something? Uh, yeah, that could be. Yeah, raccoon is a wild freaking animal. Just because you're used to seeing them, you know, trash pandas, they call them, uh, you know, in, in urban or <laughs> suburban areas. Trash pandas. Um. <laughs> but they're, they're not going to come after you unless they're, uh, there's a reason, are they? I've never had a raccoon come after me. I don't know. No, neither have I. We had one attack my dog as a kid. Um, came right through our screen in porch and decided to fight Nika, our dog. Wow. My dad had to intercede with a ball bat, and this thing had flashing claws and slashing teeth, and it was terrible. So it came into your house from outside because it was, like, saw a threat to its babies, or was it nuts? It's possible. I didn't interview it. I don't know. It remains a mystery to this day. How old were you when this happened? Do you remember? I wasn't. I wasn't there actually. I got home shortly after. Uh, my I was probably I don't know twelve something like so that. So authorities are still unclear on the motives. Exactly. Exactly. Still questioning the raccoon. But uh, yeah, they're scary beasts. All right. Uh, if that's not good enough for you, a smaller animal but a bigger setting. Clip number seven. Uh oh. Where's Russ? Right here. Get the net. Get the net. Oh. Get the hammer, Russ. Hit it with it. Look at that net. That net's got huge holes in it. There's no way that net's going to... Squirrel! 
Yeah, that's not going to contain. Oh, now they got the good one. They got the good burlap, burlap net coming. Sack. Oh, oh. the door. We got Close the in. door. He's, he's okay. Then now we're working. Oh, he's hiding under the bench or something back there. But we can play now. He's in a bullpen. The squirrel interrupted the Cubs-Pirates game the other day as the jaunty music played in the background. <laughs> well, that's so that's Major League Baseball. So that's the mm-hmm. Major League debut of that squirrel. And he, at the beginning, he said, get the hammer. He wanted the hammer murdered with a, with a the squirrel hammered with a murder in front of children. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't that know. That seems like a particularly macabre way to dispatch <laughs> of a squirrel in front of children. That's right. There are thousands of children the at the ballgame. Hammer. Surely. Good Lord, that would be ugly. Wildly, wildly inappropriate. Then finally, this story, which I assure you I'm not doing purely so we can play one of my favorite clips. Uh, Tennessee Animal Rescue said a couple uh, found a kitten on the back deck of their home. This is the very thing that happened to me years and years ago. Gladys, Charlotte, North Carolina. The year was 1994 or five. Anyway, a uh, cat bedraggled, uh, injured. Came up to us on our back patio, Judy and I and our two little kids. We only had two at that point, and uh, the thing was just so pathetic and, and hurt and everything. Even I, as a guy who's allergic to cats, said, well, we got to help this thing out. Turns out Tigger was like uh, the one-tenth of cats in the world I was not allergic to and was our faithful pet for a number of years. Became the family cat. Yep, Well, indeed. that's like a Disney story. You could have been like that one guy and said, get me a hammer. But no, you went ahead. No, I may have gotten hammered that night, but the cat did not. So anyway, uh, this couple has the uh, cat uh, come up to the run up on their back patio. They adopted it and uh, brought it to an animal rescue group to see about, uh, well, having it adopted permanently. And the animal rescue group said, hey, thanks, but this here is a bobcat. Oh, geez. Holy crap. It's a cat, but it's also a bob. It's a bobcat is the thing. A bobcat. Robert Feline. <laughs> Do you have the long version of that? Somebody Again, everybody's recording everything. So if a suburban guy, for instance, is beset by a bobcat in his front lawn, somebody will record it, which is both strange but gratifying. Anyway, long version. Good morning. I need to wash my car. Text my wife? Uh, maybe, yeah. It's a bobcat text a my bobcat. wife. A bobcat! <laughs> a bobcat! It's a bobcat attack my wife! Quit, quit yelling, oh, it's a bobcat attacked my wife. Oh, okay. Well, that's terrible. That oh, sound, yeah. was that the bobcat or his wife? <laughs> no, that, that was the bobcat. bobcat. Okay. Bobcats, like sheep, sound like a human doing a bad imitation of them. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. I have a number of stories to trot out in front of you. You may notice a theme emerging. The first one is from the New York Times. The headline is, in San Francisco, Democrats are at war with themselves over crime. They're talking about the liberal district attorney. He's not liberal. He's a friggin' Marxist, Chesa Bodine, facing a divisive recall in a famously progressive city. You know, uh, thought, just just yeah, on that, because you brought it up, one of Bill Maher's themes on Friday night was he started talking about uh, TV ads and how... Uh, Republicans are proud to call themselves conservative. They'll say it five times in an ad, but liberals never say it. And he said, you know why that is? Because people associate liberal with all this woke nonsense, and every candidate's afraid to, afraid to be attached to that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's funny, you know, you saying he's a liberal, because that guy's not a liberal. He's, he's a Marxist, like you said. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a good tie-in. Actually, we have some good Mark clips talking with Michael Schellenberger, who's running for governor of California. Maybe we can get to get that later, because uh, I thought it was a good exchange. Anyway, uh, so the New York Times is covering the story. They cover it okay. Uh, they mention uh, old Asian people being beaten down on broad in broad daylight on Market Street. 
Uh, that this uh, Asian gal who's the uh, director of government affairs for the San Francisco Association of Realtors is uh, talking about how I don't even know if I can take my uh, my granddaughter out in a stroller now. It's too dangerous. Wow. I appreciated that. Although the the New York Times did repeat the canard, and the reason I'm quoting them, the only reason, is to bring this up. They repeat that whole crime statistics uh, indicate that overall crime in San Francisco has changed little since Mr. Bodine took over in 2020, which just reinforces the great truism that if you want to lie, statistics are one of the best ways to do it. Yeah, crime stats haven't risen because the cops won't show up. Well, let me go backward from the... The DA won't prosecute criminals for committing crimes. So the cops don't arrest anybody for committing crimes. So the people don't call the cops when someone commits crimes. Crime statistics are utterly misleading in many blue cities now because the entire system for dealing with them is broken down. Moving along, here's a headline from the National Review, which is obviously uh, conservative. Or if you don't know the National Review, I'll tell you they are conservative. And they talk about, the headline is, San Francisco progressives have buyer's remorse after electing rogue DHS Bodine. They talk about this guy high on drugs, tearing through San Francisco in a stolen car, kills two poor women. They are dead. They will hold their loved ones no more. Their smiles, their laughs will fill no rooms ever again because this scumbag who was arrested over and over and over again. Crimes both violent and nonviolent was turned loose by Chesa Bodine to walk the streets because we can't preserve our freedom by putting other people in cages. That's a quote from Bodine, the radical. So anyway, they're uh, reporting on that, and I could go into it, but it's just very depressing. But wait, there's more. Headline from the Seattle Times, speaking of liberal uh, publications. At Seattle City Hall Park, some push for a wall in law enforcement to deter homeless campers. Build bridges, not walls. Yeah, there's a huge movement in Seattle now to build walls to keep the bums and junkies out of parks. Seattle, Freeattle. Wow. That's something. It, It's left of St. Petersburg during the Soviet era. (laughs) I mean, it's just unbelievable. And some of the quotes are, well, they're exactly what you'd expect. Um, I can't take my kids to the parks anymore. They're too dangerous. This is not like Trump's wall, just to be clear, (laughs) said one council person. Oh, God. Oh, my God. (laughs) But like a four or five foot uh, high brick wall that you could see through, maybe with some cool wrought iron. (laughs) Right. Because that was the problem with, quote, unquote, Trump's wall. The the bad feng shui. It was unsightly. Exactly. The aesthetics were all wrong. Here's one more for you. And actually, I'd like to dig deeper into some of these stories. Maybe we will at some point. But headline from the end of last week, San Diego clears homeless from East Village sidewalks. In an apparent shift, and this is in the increasingly liberal San Diego Union Tribune, which used to be just a rock-solid newspaper, but, oh, well, boo-hoo. In an apparent shift, the city of San Diego is taking a more aggressive stance and stepping up enforcement of a law against blocking sidewalks. 
Adding to a hectic scene in East Village, many people living in tents and makeshift structures were taken by surprise by crews uh, clearing them out in the standard needles and poop and the rest of it. Uh, Fernando Hernandez, principal of Perkins School in the neighborhood, said students did have to had to walk in the middle of the street during a school outing. What we have are deteriorating conditions on our streets and sidewalks. We can't allow this to happen. We cannot tell our children that we prefer them to walk in the middle of the street in order to surrender our sidewalks to folks folks who want to encroach on them. What we notice around the school in the morning is needles, feces, bloody trash, and clothes. So we've told the school children, walk in the middle of the street to school. That's incredible. Holy jeez. Hey, Alex, what did you see near the radio station this week? Where were you working right now? I was uh, heading out to a soccer game over there, and there was some traffic by the radio ranch, and there was a shirtless man facing traffic, relieving himself on the side of the road. (laughs) Facing traffic, wang out. What's the significance of which way he was facing? I don't understand. Says it was visible on the road. Because, yeah, because I don't want to see, I don't want my kids to see. I've seen it. But I don't want my kids to see a grown man wang when we're driving down the road. <laughs> That's one more wang than I needed to see. And then, yes, other, indeed. And then you had one other encounter, Alex. Um, yes. No, by my house. I, I leave early to get to the radio ranch, and there's a line of 12 to 15 homeless tents near the train tracks by my house, and they're just lighting meth at all hours of the day. 12 to 15 tents. Right. It's a drug camp. It's a junkie camp. They're not people experiencing homelessness. They're junkies experiencing meth. It's a breakdown of civilization, man. It it really is. And what's interesting is that, uh, oh, you know what? I haven't, I've barely begun. Uh, this uh, story from the San Jose Mercury News was the one I was going to summarize with. The headline of this one is, I guess I'm not as liberal as I thought. Recall effort forces deep reflection among San Francisco Democrats. And some of the the quotes are quite revealing. Um, Anti-progressive backlash. Again, this is not liberals. This is not Bill Maher. This is not, you know, uh, Phil Donahue back in the day or whatever. These are whack job progressives. Uh, Quote, with addicts using city-issued straws and foil to inhale fentanyl and needles to inject it, then slumping over in a stupor for the rest of the day wow. in front of a Rust Street shop, this uh, shop owner, who's a dyed-in-the-wool liberal, said she and her friends are having something of a political identity crisis. All my friends consider themselves fairly progressive, she said, but they're speaking now of this new term of, I guess I'm not as liberal as I thought. Um, this is long and we're running out of time. Uh, let me hit you with some of the key. I was quotes. on a corner the other day and they'd crafted this tent like over the parking meter and a mailbox or something and made like a little room out of the tent. And there were three guys in there drinking beer. And I was right. sitting there at the, you know, running in air. And I think you guys have made a bar and you get to sit here and drink beer all day long while I'm working. Unlicensed, free bar, paying no property taxes, no city permits, anything like that. It's like I keep saying, Judy and I actually priced real estate with river views in the Sacramento area a number of years ago. We couldn't afford it. But if you're a junkie and you just throw up a tent and threaten to stab anybody who comes near you, (laughs) you can't afford it because it's free. Oh, my God. Civilization has broken down. That's what you should have done. Judy should have threatened to stab people. I know. She's such a wimp. 
Uh, let's see. The country is watching. Even the Wall Street Journal weighed in to endorse the recall. Symbols of San Francisco is a city of extreme tolerance run amok or frequent fodder, uh, et cetera. Let's see. Progressive. Oh, I love this. Uh, a progressive political consultant, homelessness and addiction, blah, blah, blah. I think that 22-year-old multimillionaire slash billionaires is everything that's wrong with San Francisco, oh, she said. Boy. The problem on the streets are a symptom of the Gilded Age that is very alive and well in San Francisco. It's very hard to deny that inequality in income is catastrophic, and it is destroying people's lives. Yeah, that's what's happening in San Francisco and Seattle and Portland and San Diego. And finally this, and I know we're running late. But it's an email we got from uh, Bob, listener Bob. My four days of veterinary continuing education in San Francisco. And I'm not sure where Bob is from, but uh, talks about uh, four consecutive days commuting on BART from Lafayette, California, to San Francisco to attend. I think he's from Lafayette, which is in the Bay Area, but uh, across the water from San Francisco. Continuing education conference for vets at Union Square Hilton Hotel. I know it well. I'm livid. I cannot say enough bad things about that city. I cannot believe how hideous San Francisco has become. Nobody should ride on BART or visit San Francisco for safety reasons, if nothing else. How much has that changed in the quarter century that we've been on the air in San Francisco and, you know, Northern California? Unbelievable. Uh, See my accounting in my four days in hell below. Day one, Lafayette BART employee and young black man who jumped the gate are firing obscenities back and forth at each other for five minutes while I'm trying to make my outdated BART card work. Two homeless men begin smoking pot in the BART car I'm riding into San Francisco. One of them gets out a Sharpie, begins writing what appears to be gang symbols on the windows of the train. At each stop, more and more people switch cars. Finally, somewhere in Oakland, the BART police get on and escort the hoodlums off the train. I'm sure the hoodlums will repeat this behavior the next day as there are no consequences anymore. That's 100% true. Day two, while walking from Powell Street BART station to the hotel, I come across a dead man lying face down on the sidewalk just as paramedics arrive. Holy crap. Nothing could be done. I continue on to my conference, dodging the piles of crap that the, he means crap, that the druggies and hobos have strewn all over the sidewalks while holding my breath at times due to the vile odors everywhere. Oh, my God. Day three, not too bad today. Just the derelict young men jumping the BART gates with impunity and the ubiquitous hobos on corners yelling hobo gibberish. Yelling that sounds like that's a good day. Yeah. Don't we have some old west hobo gibberish? Do we oh, still have that? Right. Your cracker our, our, our old Joe Biden stuff. That was good hobo gibberish. I gotta, yeah. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta remember that term. Yelling their hobo gibberish. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at AvalonWaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. But resist, we must. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Japan has made online insults punishable by a year in jail in the wake of a reality star's death, which I think we talked about a couple of years ago when it happened. Previously, the maximum penalty for the crime of insulation, insultation, never heard that insult used that word uh, way, insultation is the crime. Previously, the penalty was less than 30 days or a fine of less than $75, so like a parking ticket. They've amended, the parliament amended Japan's penal code on Monday, takes effect this summer, introducing a prison term. And increases the maximum fine of, they're putting it in yen, so I have to do the math. That's 30 times as much, so yeah. Uh, uh, it's going to be about a 1000 bucks, I guess. So a real fine. The statute of limitations on prosecution was also increased to three years from one. Wow. Though, though, the, yeah, though the law also covers insults made offline, those are the less likely to be subject to the tougher penalties because they are disseminated to fewer people. There's been great concern about cyberbullying in Japan since 2020 when a famous 22-year-old professional wrestler and cast member of the Netflix series Terrace House died by suicide after being harassed online. How interesting is that reaction of a country to a who-knows-what-level-of-troubled 22-year-old who took their own life because people were saying mean things online? And so the reaction to that is, we're going to really crack down on free speech and put you in jail for a year. So if I said something mean about somebody two and a half years ago, I can get a year in prison? That's what it says. Yipes. I mean, there's part of, part of me that likes this idea, but... Uh, oh, but yeah, but the, hmm. you know, the obvious problems. Where, where, oh, sure. Where do you draw the freaking line? So insults are very broad. You know how many times we get insulted online every day? Not to make it about me, but just to use it as an example. Yeah. God, hundreds per day. Oh, yeah. You would have to turn every building in uh, Northern California into a prison to imprison enough people to stop it. Yeah, and you know, I'm nobody, let alone big stars. How many insults do big stars get per day? If I get hundreds per day, and so, like, if I, you know, step in front of a train this afternoon because, the, you know, I finally couldn't take it anymore that the same texter every day calls me an idiot. <laughs> um, that's on like them. They've created that. It's not a problem with me that I reacted that way. 
Yeah, it's an interesting example of uh, Japanese culture and how much it differs from ours. We were talking earlier about how Germans have the reputation, well-earned, of being uh, coldly practical in some ways and very efficient. Japan, you got to be nice. Be nice, sir. We'll put you in jail. I would love a much more polite society. I will do lots of things to try to bring that about. But, man, outlawing insults is a a weird way to to go about it. If you're feeling like uh, things are going well for you and you want the ultimate Disney package, Disney has come out with this. It's a bucket list adventure. It's about $110,000. Woof. Per person. So you and... uh, the spouse and a couple of kids can be a little pricey. But anyway, this is what you get. 24-day tour includes private jet travel to all 12 of the company's parks around the world. Plus, uh, in between, you'll do uh, stops at the Taj Mahal, the pyramids in Egypt, and the Eiffel Tower. Sounds like a pretty cool trip. And then, of course, you know, absolute VIP, top-level service at the Disney, the all 12 Disney parks when you get there. Mm. It's only $110,000. Per person. Get it while the going is good. (laughs) Wow, that's amazing. I was just reading the other day that uh, going to the pyramids these days is just a nightmare. That uh, you just you spend the entire time trying not to get ripped off or hassled or whatever, yeah. unless you have just an outstanding tour package that'll protect you from it. Mm -hmm. It's just oh, it's like you know a Mexican beach times ten. Um, what if Ayn Rand reviewed movies? We got that for you. Is this? Do you think this is too pointy-headed? What, what's what's the philosophy of the the author of Fountainhead and what's the other famous one? Atlas Shrug. Atlas Shrug. What, what's the philosophy, more or less, so people get the get, joke get, here? Get Tim Sandifer on the line. Uh, objectivism. Uh, that it's all about the individual um, uh, rationality. Uh, you know, speaking of Tim libertarianism, Sandifer, yeah, Tim Sandifer, who is a big fan of Ayn Rand and her philosophy, uh, retweeted her appearances on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. She appeared a number of times, did long interviews with Johnny Carson back in the day. They had never been released before. This is hmm. new stuff. And I watched one of them. And it was really, really pretty damned interesting. Much more serious fare than you would ever see on the more modern versions of our late night talk shows. Um, if Ayn Rand reviewed children's movies, Bambi, the biggest and strongest or fittest to rule. This is the way things have always been. Four stars. <laughs> Old Yeller, a farm animal, ceases to be useful and is disposed of humanely. A valuable lesson for children. Four stars. <laughs> I don't know if that's fair or not. How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Taxation is also a form of theft. In a truly free society, citizens should pay only as much as they are willing for the services they require. Three stars. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. If that was just an opportunity to work that in or what? That was an actual review of the movie. Um uh, Babe, another pig farmer fails to do his job. No stars. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story. At last, a full length feature about the inherent value of possessions. Four stars. Yeah, it's a little over my head. Um up a man refuses to sell his home to serve the convenience of others which is his right as an american citizen he meets a dog which neither finds food for him nor protects him from danger he would have been better off with a cat there are no cats in this movie two stars ayn rand was a cat fan (laughs) i have no idea (laughs) i don't know this is from the new yorker this is new yorker humor man right there let me see if i can find one good one to end on 
Oh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. An excellent movie. The obviously unfit individuals are winnowed out through a series of entrepreneurial tests, and in the end, an enterprising young boy receives a factory. I believe more movies should be made about enterprising young boys who are given factories. Three and a half stars. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty good. Either like that or you had no enjoyment from it whatsoever, and I don't know which. <laughs> Do the Lion King. Do the Lion King. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.